our guy, Troy Rank, a Denver 7 Broncos insider, joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. You know, Troy, before we get into uh, some of the Randy Gratishar stuff, I uh, did a deep dive into every coach in NFL history, uh, and there was seven of them before Sean Payton that had been traded for. Uh, Don Shula, Bill Parcells, Mike Holmgren, Bill Belichick, John Gruden, Herm Edwards, and Bruce Arians. Uh, four of the seven coaches won a Super Bowl in their new location. Five of the seven at least appeared in the Super Bowl. Six of the seven at least went to the championship game. And um, I know it wasn't a, a picture-perfect uh, peaches and cream first year with Sean Payton, but because we don't know the future, kind of let history maybe uh, be a, a guiding light. And uh, it screams that this thing will eventually be successful if you choose to acknowledge that history. Yeah, the problem is Patrick Mahomes wasn't part of that history. <laughs> the AMC didn't look like that. I mean, it, typically speaking, it should work. Sean Payton's resume for 15 years speaks for itself. Winning the Super Bowl uh, and what he did with his offenses is just he's been unbelievably proficient for more than a decade. But to do it in the AFC and the AFC West specifically, it's just the challenge is real. You might have three of the top, what, eight coaches in the league in that division now with Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton. That's the challenge. If he was in the NFC right now and he had gone from the Broncos to the Saints, I'd say that stat is going to follow through. The fact he's trying to do it in reverse and do it in the AFC right now uh, is just, again, with quarterback uncertainty – the, the issue then for me then, Zach, based on your deep dive, is how long and what is his stomach for this? Because he's got to be thinking in terms of minimum five years in terms of winning a Super Bowl, in my opinion. How long is right, Troy? And with that being said, Sean Payton has never started with a rookie quarterback until he had to for the COVID year. We're getting ready to get for the NFL draft. People are calling for Sean to go and draft a rookie quarterback. Do you see that happening, or are we going to go a veteran route? Well, I think you can do both, as I do think you need to draft a quarterback when you're at this point in the draft, given the number of guys available. And I don't know you at twelve is interesting. Do you take JJ McCarthy? Do you take Bo Nix? I've been advancing the notion as we sit here today. You could trade from twelve to twenty, get a tackle, or get an edge rusher, and then in the early second round, with the pick you pick up, to trade back. Michael Penix Jr. is going to be there. Michael Pratt's going to be there. Now, I know that doesn't excite people as much, but that's that's one path. And also bringing in a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, somebody of that ilk, Jameis Winston, compete with Jared Stidham. The winner makes the team. The loser gets cut, and then you still have the rookie as the backup. And so that's, for me, is kind of covering all bases. Because if you take J.J. McCarthy, I, I can't believe he just turned 21, a guy who you know barely threw the ball 20 times a game in college. There, for me, there's no way he's going to make an impact as a rookie, given how complicated Sean Payton's offense is at the line of scrimmage. But if you're in it for five years, you get the guy you want, and now you, in year, you know, then the following year, here's this kid ready to go. He maybe starts the last game of the season, and you've got a real plan. But at some point, they have to have a longer view of the position with a younger player. We thought they had it with Russell Wilson, even though he was older, that they would have him, you know, roughly five years. Didn't work out. But they've got to have some type of solution where you look at their position and go, 
this is a bridge for this year, whatever, but then going forward in 2025, they've got their guy. They can't keep band-aiding this. It's not working. They're going to be on their 14th starter since Peyton Manning. Incredible. I mean, that is just, that is stunning. And we all know that's the case, but when you say it out loud, it's still, um, it doesn't hit my ears the right way. Uh, can they Can they find a middle ground? where they're not drafting a rookie, but they're also not going the Jameis Winston route, and they're uh, trading for Mac Jones or trading for Justin Fields. Both of those have been discussed uh, widely across Broncos country here within the last month. What's your take on it? Yeah, I, I mean, I like Justin Fields. I do think there's untapped potential there. He went into dysfunction in Chicago. And a lot of things with quarterbacks are where you go. Now, Mahomes and certain players can overcome anything. Most quarterbacks can't. I mean, Phil's lived this. Like, it really matters on where you go, the structure, the coordinator, the coach, the stability, because most guys can't overcome it. You look at Baker Mayfield. He tried to overcome it in Cleveland. He couldn't. Bounced around and finally in, you know, in Tampa, in the NFC, he's finally, you know, he found his traction. But Mac Jones just makes no sense for me. There's just no ceiling there. He's hit it. He's... I mean, he'd be a younger version of a Teddy Bridgewater at his best. That's if he's protecting the ball, which he hasn't over the last calendar year. Uh, So I I don't like that idea. You know, if you're going to play on a guy like that, it'd be Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins. But I don't know how, how you would make the money work because of the Russell Wilson dead cap. I mean, a guy like Baker is going to look at Geno Smith's contract, and that's the jumping off point, three-year 105. And he'll get it, frankly. He'll probably get it from the Bucks, But – I mean, to me, I don't know that trading for a quarterback makes any sense right now. When you there's enough veterans to get you through, I'd rather they use a veteran to provide security for a year or a half season and draft a guy. Because I would be much more excited. And it's, it doesn't matter when you can sell it to the fans, but the idea if you had uh, Ryan Tannehill with J.J. McCarthy or Sam Darnold with – Michael Penix, now you got something for me. You got something. You got a guy that gets you through, and now you have a real plan for the future. Mac Jones, for me, isn't part of anybody's future. He's just not good enough. I mean, I've seen enough to know that he's not going to rekindle his career here. He might start somewhere else, but that's not enough of an upside for a trade when I see a guy's with upside in the draft that I would rather take a chance on. And, Troy, just to be clear, I was asking about Mac Jones because of uh, Sean Payton's quotes previously about Mac Jones, just gushing over Mac Jones and try to draft him, try to. Yeah, no, listen, and and, Sean, and that matters. And to your point, what Sean Payton says matters because he makes these decisions. And when he speaks, I mean, he loved Teddy Bridgewater. So it wouldn't surprise me that he sees a lot of the same traits in a Mac Jones. I just see a much higher upside in some of the guys in the draft right. than Mac Jones. I just don't see the ceiling for me is, you know, an inch above his helmet right now. I don't see any real upside. And to win with a Mac Jones, you have to be so good at other places to cap, you know, you got to be able to camouflage more blushes than Revlon if he's your quarterback. I want a guy that's better. I mean, I just do. It's not against Mac Jones. I've just seen it enough to know. That road, you go down it, you better hit on every other pick and be really good around him to win. I like it, Troy. I like it. Long wait for Hall of Fame should end with Broncos' Randy Gradenshaw. That is what you have been saying, and it is long overdue. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Troy? Yeah, listen, he finally made it through uh, to seniors, uh, seniors finalists tomorrow night. Uh, they'll announce the guys in the Hall of Fame. And because he's already made it through, this is really a rubber stamp procedure. But with the committee, 
the final committee here, he still needs 80% of the vote. There's only been a couple of cases where the committee didn't follow the lead of the senior committee. So after 34 classes have passed through, wow. Randy Gratishar is about to get his due. And, and hallelujah. Crazy, I mean, I know. the guy, for, for whatever reason, the, it, what's crazy about football uh, compared to baseball, stats, stats define you in baseball. And you can make it no matter where you play if your stats are right in baseball. In football, nobody got more tackles than Randy Gratishar. Right. The guy was absolutely a tackle machine. And when you go back and look at his highlights at the goal line, this guy had more big hits than Taylor Swift. Go watch him. He was unbelievable. <laughs> and But nobody believes his stats yeah. because he was averaging 200 tackles a year. They play in the mountain time zone. This is before all games were on TV. So they just assume that his stats are fiction. As if Joe Collier, who's one of the most respected guys in the history of the Broncos franchise, would be making up stats. If you've ever met Joe Collier, and I have, that is so ludicrous to think he would pump up or goose the stats of Randy Gratishar. For what reason? It makes no sense. The guy was a seven-time Pro Bowler. No yeah. linebackers made seven Pro Bowls and not made the Hall of Fame. Mm. Multiple All-Pros yep. and a tackling machine, and he helped put Denver. When you pin a location for your friend to make you at a restaurant, yep. the team that did that for Colorado sports was the Orange Crush Broncos. That's the reason we are a legitimate sports town, and he was the defining player on the Orange Crush. Get him in. My word, this should have happened decades ago. And yep. I know the frustration, Troy, and and, I, and I've talked to Randy because Randy is part of the NFL when it comes to making sure everybody's equipment's on. Is he still doing that? Yeah, he's still a uniform guy. Yeah. And that's where players know him from, which exactly. is so crazy because they make fun. You know, hey, don't find me for my shirt being out too long. I'm like, Socks do I. Not <laughs> recognizing that now more last year because, you know, Sean Payton told them the story Go look up his stats. Yes, they yeah. are so insane. Imagine Alex Singleton times one and a half and doing it for a decade and yes. never missing a single game. Yes. And you're, then you start to hint of what his stats look like. I always told him that. I always told him that you are going to be in the Hall of Fame. You should have been yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Always. So thank you, Troy, for, for writing that. It's, it's, it's about that time for him to, to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, appreciate you so much, Troy. We'll uh, try to do this again next week, my man. You got it, guys. Take care. Have a great rest of the show. I appreciate that. That is Troy Rank on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline.